We're gonna talk about weird shit, weird shit and other stuff. It's not gonna be very long, so you might as well listen to thought and other absurdities. What the fuck? Here's something that's not new. Uh, an editorial rant. If you watch the news, you're probably very familiar with editorial rants. I think that's pretty much all it is at this point. So here's my contribution. And this has nothing to do with the blog or the or my writing. This is just something that has been bugging me over the past two days. So possibly the greatest athlete in the world, a person who has absolutely nothing left to prove in any shape or form, makes a decision to protect her mental health and her physical well-being and people who haven't accomplished anything close to what she has and couldn't possibly have the strength of mind or body to show the insane fortitude she has over the course of her simply astonishing life and career can't wait to bash her on social media this is our culture people shitty entitled and self-obsessed what possible reason could you have that would make however you feel about this more important than the way she does. That was my editorial rant. And now we'll get on with the Thought and Other Absurdities podcast. So this one is about apologizing incorrectly. It can be worse than not apologizing at all. Well, it's not just about apologizing incorrectly. It's really just about mistakes and apologizing. When people apologize incorrectly, I mean, it just drives me crazy. So and not everyone does it, and not all the time, but pretty often when you confront someone over some way they've wronged you, you'll get, I'm sorry, which is fine. Then there's a natural pause. This is when I wait an extra beat before I say thank you and accept the apology because sometimes, or rather a lot of the time, after that short pause, they'll follow their apologies with the word but, and then go on to explain all of the reasons they feel justified for doing whatever they did. Really just saying sorry, but I feel like I, what I did was totally reasonable. So fuck you. It's, it's sorry, not sorry, but less direct. Sorry, not sorry. Is that really what we've come to? Is that supposed to be passive aggressive humor? Because it's not. It's just shitty. And you should reevaluate why you even go out of your way to say anything in the first place. You're clearly not sorry. You're clearly not capable of being sorry. So just, just keep it to yourself. I also may have some narcissistic control issues, AKA I might be an asshole. Sorry. That's what this episode is about. My favorite author, and it's probably no surprise to any of you, and it shouldn't be a surprise to anyone when somebody says this, and it's generally a pretty cliche thing to say, but my favorite author is Kurt Vonnegut. And the reason for that is well, number one, because I just connect with his writing, but mostly because it was like one of the first, he was one of the first authors that I really got into. Bill Hetrick, my senior English teacher, I never really read anything up until this point. He gave me a copy of Slaughterhouse Five to check out, and I mean, I was hooked, absolutely hooked. He also gave me Ethan Hawke's The Hottest State, and that really resonated with me because at the time I was writing something very similar to that. And I enjoyed that. But Slaughterhouse-Five made me want to write differently uh, with a grander purpose and, and add sci-fi and make it kind of weird, but really make a point. Now, 
can, <laughs> am I doing that as well as Kurt Vonnegut? No, I mean, no. I mean, who does? Maybe Philip K. Dick, who's also completely incredible. But ever since then, ever since I've been hooked on Kurt Vonnegut, I've always tried to think of what he would say or how he would write uh, a piece about anything that I'm thinking about. He's an absolute master with metaphor and analogy. I was considering what he might write about the arrogant and brazen figures of this generation, people who refuse to openly accept any fault, uh, who seemingly guiltless and oblivious to the fact that they are obviously mistaken. People who are so afraid of being viewed as unintelligent or imperfect that their psyche tries to protect them with defense mechanisms of selectively deciding what the truth is. And I think that everybody knows that that's absurd, even these people, but of course they're not going to admit it or apologize for it. So this is what I think Vonnegut might say about mistakes and apologizing and just people in general. Vonnegut and the mistake machines. Vonnegut probably would have said that people are mistake machines. We all make mistakes, and we are as prolific and proficient at making them as we are at making anything else we have ever made. He also may have said that the best mistake machines are also fantastic apology machines, because while we cannot avoid making mistakes, seeing as how we're mistake machines, we possess the ability to admit when we're wrong. The best mistake machines can avoid continuing to make a particular mistake once they're aware of the mistake they've made and they can write their course through history. Some of their mistakes have also been their greatest achievements, but mistake machines find the greatest source of their humanity and their humility in their own apologies. Apology machines make the best kind of mistake machines, the best kind of people. And that was it, Vonnegut and the Mistake Machines. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope that you're all subscribing and clicking everything about donating and supporting the podcast and all that good stuff. I hope you'll all also check out the blog where this podcast originates. It's called Thought and Other Absurdities. Makes sense. It's on josephdnewcomer.com. You can listen to episodes in the blog post or you can read them. There's a little bit more in the podcast than what is written because I get in front of a mic and I just want to say other stuff. So you get a little bit more on the podcast and that's, that's cool with me at least. Also, I hope that you'll check out deadstarpress.com. That is my new independent publishing company that myself and Andrea Greenwald, my intensely sig more significant other have opened. Uh, it's a, we've never owned a business before and we're pretty excited about it. You can check out, we have cool t-shirts, we have some coasters, we have thought and other absurdities in paperback. If you are more into reading a paperback book than listening to podcasts or reading online, the first 80 or 90 posts that I did on my blog are now available as a promotional book and our first release from Dead Star Press on deadstarpress.com. Any, anything that we make on that book just goes right back into the company to help support future authors and to promote my next works and anything else we decide to publish. You can get the book on Amazon.com where my other books are also available, but it's a little more helpful to the press if you buy it on our website. If you have a Prime account, I get it, whatever. But also while you're on Amazon, please check out Diminishing Return, which is my last book and El Camino Blue, which is my first book. 
And pretty soon, hopefully, we'll be releasing Dead Star Press. will hopefully be releasing very, very soon Darkest Day, which is my my latest work. And I think that you're all really going to enjoy it. Thanks for having me. Thanks for hanging out. And leave Simone Biles alone. I mean, she's fucking awesome. If you're a fan of the Thought and Other Absurdities blog, let me know what episodes you'd like to hear next. Send me a message on social media or email me at josephdnewcomer at gmail.com. You can also just tell me what you think of the new podcast or a book or whatever. We just talked about weird shit, weird shit and other stuff. I hope that you all liked it. Thought and other absurdities. What the fuck?